0: Hi, I'm Vince Nichols with BNP Paribas Asset Management. I'm here today with Michelle Fan, analyst with the Global Emerging Markets Equities team.
1: Hello everyone.
0: Today, Michelle and I are going to discuss artificial intelligence and its development in emerging markets. The term artificial intelligence or AI has gained much popularity in recent years. Klaus Schwab, the founder of the World Economic Forum prescribed AI to be a crucial driver to the fourth industrial revolution that we are currently experiencing. AI is responsible for transforming the entire systems of production management and governance. While we frequently see headlines in the press on the impact of AI in the developed world, many may be less familiar with AI's footprint in emerging markets. AI, as some in the audience may already know, is really a set of computational technologies that are inspired by the ways humans sense, comprehend, and take actions. A wealth of data is captured by external sensors and goes through trained and learned algorithms to arrive at inferred outcomes. As the landscape evolves, AI is becoming increasingly adaptive and less reliant on humans. Most recent examples see AI being able to defeat human champions in some of the most intricate board games. Many may not realize that AI as a field was in fact officially born in 1956 at the Dartmouth Summer Research Project. Many of the backbone theories that we still employ today, such as heuristic search, natural language processing, and artificial neural networks, had emerged in the following two to three decades. Nonetheless, the AI Renaissance took a pause in the late 80s and early 90s due to a lack of significant practical successes before coming back more strongly again recently. So to elaborate more on that point, Michelle, Why do you think AI is gaining so much momentum now? What has changed?
1: Well, we think what is truly revolutionary about this AI cycle is really how far technology has advanced in the last few decades. One of the key failures in the 80s was the lack of direct access to environmental signals and data. Nowadays, we have thousands of types of hardware to capture every kind of data possible, 90% of the world's data was created in the last two years, thanks to media and social intelligence. And there are sophisticated software programs developed for humans to interface, analyze, and synthesize the insights. Computing and storage power have grown exponentially, but costs are driven down dramatically, further accelerating the processing efficiency and the pace of innovation. One reason for the growing momentum is also the economic reality faced by the world's major economies. For example, China has relied on its vast labor market and heavy capital investment to sustain sustain the economic growth for so long. However, these factors are now generating diminishing returns. Their population is aging with 50% of it already at middle age. There is also an increasing need for the country to move away from the capital-intensive model to a consumption-based economy. And there is also a lack of resources in some critical areas like teachers and doctors, and the gap is particularly large between urban and rural areas. These are places where AI can come in handy. Now, the technical aspects are getting ready. The EM is more willing to adopt AI to solve some of their most pressing issues. Another example I want to highlight is the Middle East. The dependence of the region's economy on energy is pushing governments to diversify and leverage technology more. Even though countries focused on cost-cutting after oil price collapsed on its peak price in 2014, most Middle East countries today still have – Fiscal break-even oil price, well above the average trading Brent price. In the case with Saudi Arabia, we see foreign exchange reserve collapse after 2014, as the government had to draw down the reserve to cover budget deficit caused by low oil export receipts.
0: So hearing what you're saying, it's clear that for a mix of demographic and economic reasons, Countries need AI to boost productivity and diversify economic risk. What are some of the most exemplary cases of AI adoption you have seen in emerging markets? Can you, can you talk about different industry verticals?
1: Yeah, one of the major advantages of AI is that it allows people to accomplish tasks faster. For example, Seijin, a South Korean ph- biopharmaceutical company that manufactures in vitro diagnostic products, Announced in January this year that it successfully developed develop new tests using a newly created AI-based system. So the company set up the system with data on pathogen and disease information accumulated over the last 15 years. This approach simplifies a complex research and development process through its self-developed algorithm and virtual experiment, reducing the development period from a typical one year to just four days. And just to give you some additional background, a researcher needs to examine 200 to 300 cases of data each year to develop a new drug. An AI system can pass through more than 1 million dissertations and clinical test data for 4 million people in the same period. This innovative approach using AI made CIGIN the world's first company to develop diagnosis reagents using AI.
0: Uh, it's really clear what computing power can do for this technology. Um, What are some other opportunities of interest that you're seeing?
1: Uh, We have identified three areas. The first one is in semiconductors. More sensors are used now to collect data, and demand for computing power and storage memory therefore have Skyrocketed. Within DRAM memory alone, analysts estimate that revenue derived from assisted driving and data center will increase from around $2 billion now to $24 billion by 2030. We expect all parts of the value chain, including silicon wafers, chips, and fundries, to benefit from the mega trend. Semiconductor strongholds in Taiwan and Korea and even newcomers such as China should gain. The second area, perhaps to many people' surprise, is in the material sector. Uh, electric vehicles are often deemed to be the ideal solutions for autonomous vehicles, from both an environmental and an engineering standpoint. And those vehicles will require more input from the material sector. And last but not least we see potential in the telecom sector. For most of the EM countries, especially in Latin America, Southeast Asia, and India, digitalization and 4G are still novel concepts. Given that AI requires more advanced infrastructure and leads to greater data consumption, we see big potential in uplifting the telecom operators' monetization. In more advanced EM countries, such as China and Korea, Telecom operators are now moving into 5G deployment and value-added services such as payments, e-commerce, Internet of Things, and data center, further riding the AI growth wave.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Michelle. Uh, yeah, so we focused a lot on the positives of AI so far, um, but of course, there's two sides to every coin. So maybe you could tell me a bit more about any challenges you think EM will face in the rise of AI. Of
1: course, AI does pose some challenges to EM. For example, many key industries in EM are labor-intensive, and therefore the prime suspect of job loss to AI. A McKinsey report estimates that 50% of work tasks in China can be replaced by AI. Also, the technology is developing in such a speed that it could leave little time for many of these emerging markets, to capture the remaining labor dividend or move up the industrial value chain. EM has large population and lots of data, but very often these data networks are either closed or too concentrated in the hands of few to let the AI dividend to flow efficiently to other parts of the economy. Furthermore, many EM countries are still lagging in key technology building blocks, such as semiconductor, and advanced telecom networks that could increasingly become an issue on back of rising nationalism globally. Development markets, like U.S., also have more comprehensive innovation ecosystems. They are home to not only the leading technology firms, but also world-class universities and research institutions. <clears throat> Finally, <clears throat> the technology is advancing at such a speed that it could be increasingly difficult for governments to adjust their legal and social system. So, these social issues, like income inequality and discrimination, can only be made worse if EM doesn't adjust to if EM doesn't adjust their legacy economic and social model.
0: So, and finally, what do you think investors have to look forward to with AI?
1: But, <clears throat> For the broad EM market as a whole, we should see some existing structural issues getting resolved in the short to medium term. Certainly, lack of talent is the most commonly cited reason for the gap in AI that exists between developed and emerging markets. Many countries lack infrastructure investment. However, the long-term attractiveness of AI investment and the rapid adoption in EM are clear. Many foreign-owned companies have long deployed resources in EM. For example, in India, 58% of the companies are using AI at work at scale. The sector is dominated by foreign firms such as Accenture, Microsoft, and Adobe, all of which have their innovation centers in India. We see foreign presence in the country to be an important step to AI adoption as these companies help raise awareness and educate the local workforce.
0: That's a a perfect summary of the the environment in AI right now in in EM. Uh, Thanks, Michelle, for joining me today to discuss this. I think it won't take long before investing in emerging markets is finally seen for what it really is, a great investment opportunity and access to a new world that is not bound by the economic traditions of Western economies. And with that, I'll wrap up today's discussion. If you'd like to learn more on this subject, please watch our corresponding webcast or read our commentary. That's going to be out soon.